great effort, yep. but that's it. That's it. That's the ball game. The Boston Celtics hang on to win game seven, and they will advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. And for them, hopefully, Brian, they get Gordon Hayward back early in that series, and that should set up as an outstanding series. The top two seeds are out, but Boston and Miami both playing great basketball. That can be a great Eastern Conference Finals. And Newton takes it in for the touchdown. Extending his NFL record with a 59th career rush touchdown. Take a shot. We're coming after you. Let it go. To the end zone. And it is intercepted. And J.C. Jackson gets the third New England pick of the day. Yeah, it was, uh, it was relatively, you know, picking up right where... I, I, I remember the game to be, so to speak. Um, I think it was just still a feeling process, I think more so for me as well as uh, Josh, you know, Coach Bill, as well as Jed, you know, to understand who they have and, and, and what I have. So all in all, you know, obviously the, the, you know, Josh has been calling plays the, the same way for a long time. So now knowing, you know, the dialogue that we had on the sidelines was unbelievable. Just him being transparent as well as well as myself being transparent on how we can attack this defense. They they had a lot of things that, you know, we went over and they tried to disguise a lot. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, we made the, the adjustments and um, we executed. We executed. Week one preview. Patriots week one. Let's just dive right into it. I got Chris and Rob with me. Boys, how are we doing? Doing good. What's up? All right. Well, Cam Newton made his well-anticipated debut in a Patriots uniform. First black quarterback to do so. A pretty historic one. Had his 59th and 60th career rushing touchdown. That's his own personal career high and an NFL record. He went to go 15 for 19 with 155 yards and led the Patriots with 76 rushing yards. What are your first reactions to Cam Newton? Um, I, I liked how we had a little balance of passing and running the ball. Um, you were able to see Cam scramble like he did in Carolina. Um, we were able to see him just beat defenders off the run. And, you know, he got a couple scores. Um, so he looked good out there, you know, against Miami. You know, it was not very a very good team, but it was a very encouraging to see. Definitely. What about you, Chris? What was your first reaction to what you saw from Cam? Well, I saw him uh, full sprint uh, 14 yards at one point, and I was – I've never seen that before. It was a little, uh, a little shocking to see the quarterback uh, in blue and red running, and then he did yeah, slide forward. Yeah, when you're in New England, so. you don't really. You, we just discovered that quarterbacks can do that today. Yeah, <laughs> so I will say I was pretty impressive to see, and he ran in two touchdowns. Although, not to be that guy, but the second one, I don't know, man. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't know if that was that? touchdown. What do you, what do you mean you I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. His foot was out of bounds. I don't know how he they got away with that, but his foot was out of bounds. Speaking of not you knowing know what the hell to do with your feet, let's dive into. <laughs> don't want to cut you off, but but I, I got I got a real a real bone to pick with a certain somebody who I've had a bone to pick with since last season. Little Mister Nikhil Harry. So in the third quarter, Cam gets a terrific find, giving him a lot of clear space. And the tin man himself, Nikhil Harry, fumbles off a hit from Jerome Baker. I have no idea what the hell happened there. I get I've never been hit by an NFL player, but being at his size, that it was I couldn't believe he fumbled that ball. Yeah, I I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, bro, he was what a foot, two feet away from the um, the end zone, and at that point in the game, I think things started picking up for Miami, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, but um, Fitzpatrick, yeah, you know Fitzpatrick, but um, that definitely can't happen. Um, especially this game was kind of close. Um, only one by 10. So yeah, definitely not a good sight, but you know, it's early in the season. There's going to be rust. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Did you guys know why? Cause I don't, I don't know why. Why wasn't Edelman out there in like the fourth? Tell me about it. He's on my fantasy team and I don't know where he went, but <laughs> I have no idea. That's they just, <laughs> they just wanted to run it, bro. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is Cam played phenomenal. He had a terrific, you know, time playing his game. But again, this might be this is definitely one of our weaker opponents that we're gonna face. And this was a game that our offense purely relied on Cam playing that game that other teams are gonna be able to neutralize. So mm-hmm. I'm worried about the weapons. Like, did you see Sony Michelle? Uh, I think it was the first half. Yeah, it was the first half, which set us up for. Oh, I'm gonna get into that in a minute. I forgot. I got a bone to pick with this guy too. Um, Sony Michelle was. They were. They were trying to get good. Good field position for, for a field goal attempt, and he didn't run out of bounds. And that just yeah. kept running up the clock. They just don't have offensive weapons to, to that. Of, of, you know, the caliber necessary for Cam to rely on. Julian Edelman had one big drop in, like, the first quarter, I think, which is not a good start because he led the NFL in those last season. Um, and once they did get that field position, it was a 45-yard field goal attempt. What's it? Was it Nick Folk was the name of the guy? He's yeah. going to be cut by the end of the year? Yeah, they said they said they as soon as he came in, they put a graphic on the screen. I wish I took a picture of it. Three Patriots, you know, kickers in the past twenty five years. Next year is going to be twenty six, and we have our fourth. So I can't Nick wait Folk for that was guy. already cut this year. They they, the, they cut him. They cut him before the season started. About a week ago, we had no kickers on our roster. That was him who kicked. No, I know, but they brought him. They they kicked him yeah, off the roster. Nobody else, and then brought him back. Yeah. When they were trimming down the roster to, I don't know, how many is it? 50? I don't know. How many? How many? It's like, yeah, it's like 55. Yeah. It's around there. Yeah. Well, that, um, was, that was extremely – and it was so off, too. Did you see that? 
Yeah, I was way right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I don't know yeah, what your guys' concerns are. Me, it's these offensive weapons. The defense was a little shaky. They made some boneheaded plays with the pass interference, but overall they were pretty solid. Um, but then again, it is you know Ryan's Pittspatrick. So <laughs> hey, JJ J. Taylor, the rookie, looked like he would he could, he could be something. Yeah, he only, he only had four rushing attempts, but twenty eight yards, four rushing attempts. That's he, I don't know. He, I saw him bob and weave through through the pack once on one of those plays. I think it was he went like eleven yards and he like cut right through the middle, and I was like, oh, there you go. Yeah, he's There's pretty. There's just quick. a lot of guys that could expl- like. What's that Izzo guy name? That that guy shouldn't be here. Ryan Izzo. Yeah, that guy stinks. <laughs> he only had one carry. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was this guy stinks. <laughs> that was his career high in yards. That guy stinks. I, I don't want to hear. Um, Yo, Gio's Gio tough. Harry, Gio, I'm, I'm, I'm after to one game, one game. Gio's no, tough. No, he was here last year too. I know, yeah, I know, was, but the new season. What does that mean? New opportunity. New man. season. I'm still sick of you. We got. <laughs> man, I, I I I don't always, you know, Gio's very tough on players. <laughs> I'm very critical. Oh, we know, we know. Don't you I worry. I can't stand, dude. Nikhil, I, 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 it's he's, oh, he's he's a wide receiver, but he's built like a fat tight end. <laughs> he's so slow. Yo, you can't tell me he's not slow for a wide receiver. He is so slow. Uh, yeah, I mean, he does not. He's not the quickest. That's he your first round the best pick, hand, man. But... That's your first round pick. Yeah, our offense is definitely a concern, um, especially if, if we're down and we're, we're trailing and that we have to get back into the game. We can't rely on running the ball or Cam scrambling too much. They're going to hit you with the same game plan they did they did last season with Brady. They're going to double-team Julian Edelman, and then it's going to be like it's going to be like spin the wheel with Cam Newton. He's not going to know what to do. Yeah. Which isn't a fair assessment as to, you know, what Cam Newton can do in a Patriots uniform, which is why it's really unfair that you're kind of leaving him out to dry to an extent. Yeah, that's why I wanted us to um, draft a, a wide receiver. We got a couple of tight ends, but I think we should have got a receiver. Definitely. All right. Well, we get Seattle, which is, you know – a major shift in, in in difficulty in competition next week. It's going to be at Seattle, but that doesn't really matter because there's no fans in attendance. Mm-hmm. What do you think that game's going to look like? I think it's a- good that – I was going to say, I think it's good that Cam's got one game under his belt. I think the Dolphins were a good mm-hmm. team to start off the season with just because, you know, they don't really have any offensive weapons. So, um. I think he'll be more confident next week. Hopefully he'll, you know, get some more throws in. But like you said, it's hard because we still, like, still a similar problem as last year. We don't have a lot of wide receiver options for him to throw to. So, I mean, at least he can run, though. Like, when Tom was struggling, you know, oh, yeah. he, he couldn't really – he couldn't do anything because he, Tom's not running the ball. Yeah, he ran not. the ball once. Like, <laughs> he went ran the ball once last year for, like, you know – 11 or 12 yards and he got a first down and we were like jumping around the apartment like doing his little, like he, his little baseball I, I think we, slide in there i think we lost the game too i don't know but that was the hypest thing i'd seen him do all year so 
Oh, the juke for semi juke. Oh, I remember yeah. that. No, that was against Baltimore, I think, was it? Or no? I forget. I don't but... remember who it was, but he yes. he he ran like he ran like twelve yards or something, and I was losing my mind. It was the slowest juke in the history of professional sports. We were we were in we were in the living room going slide, Tom, slide. You've gone far enough, slide. <laughs> No. Listen, I'm pulling for Cam Newton. I have no like worry as far as like can he get back to being the Cam Newton we know. It's just is it really fair when you're putting him around that and saying, Cam, this is what I'm giving you. Go out and work with this, even though the greatest quarterback of all time even struggled with it last year. Yeah, it's we we can't really um pin too much on, on Cam because of what, what he or who he's throwing to. Um, so our offense is going to go through some ups and downs. That's what's going to happen. And, and I mean, I said it might be like last year, we might have to rely on our defense. Um, well, we are going to rely on our defense again. This Except our defense is missing a lot of pieces. <laughs> yeah. So, so with Seattle, I mean, they got, you know, Russell Wilson who can, Scramble, who's a very accurate thrower. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson running. They pick so up they, Josh Gordon again, right? Yeah. They, they, yeah. I, not yet, but like they have like, he's not cleared yet, I'm pretty sure. Oh, sign him to the old one year contract, which one year of Josh Gordon is four weeks. <laughs> if that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Third time's a charm. It's the 33rd time, I think. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dive into what I know you guys got a lot to talk about. The Boston Celtics advancing seven games in a series that should have been over seven weeks ago. But Brad Stevens being the only one who decided to make a decision that no man would ever make in his position in game three with 0. <laughs> 0.5 seconds left. Playing zone versus playing man-to-man. What was your reaction? Let's get into the reaction of that alone, and then we'll get into the rest of the series and then our preview against Miami and going forward. What was your reaction? I, I, had, a, I had a great reaction. You know, I'm, I'm chilling with my boys, watching the game. I see that nice Kemba no-look, like, side pass to Tyson. Tyson, you know, nice two-hand dunk it mm-hmm. to take the lead. And I got a pillow in my hand. I slam the pillow on the ground. I'm getting hyped. Hype, hype, hype. Now I'm standing up in front of the TV, you know, chatting, talking all this talk to um, the boys I was watching with. And then Taco comes in. I'm like, hands up, talk, hands up. And then I see that three pointer and I just go silent. I was like, I, I, I don't even like, I don't even know what to say. I was just disappointed. And I still don't know whose fault it is. Uh, Jalen claims it's his fault, but I don't, I don't know. Because Tatum also looked like he was just standing under the hoop. I, they were trying to double uh, Gasol, but uh, you're right. They should have went man-to-man. I don't know what was happening. Well, I was on the phone with Rob and Matt, and I had my game was a little ahead of both of theirs, so they knew what was coming. Um, my issue with the Gasol thing, and I put this on Brad Stevens because that was definitely on him, but, you know, Jalen Brown isn't going to come out and go, well, that was all Brad. Um, my thing with the Gasol thing is he has 0.5 seconds left. So, realistically speaking, he can't make a move to the basket. He's going to get that thing and he's going to have to throw it in the air, which 
I'd leave him one-on-one doing that. <laughs> Worst case scenario, the game's tied and you got five extra minutes of basketball to play versus Marcus Smart was the only one who did his job on that play. You see him pointing. You have Ananobi wide open. And people want to speak to the level of difficulty of the inbound with Kyle Lowry doing that over Taco. It's harder. To, it's easier to get that off than say Van Fleet cuts from the corner and, and takes a wing three, which he wouldn't get that shot over Tatum anyway. It's much harder to get that close in pass versus like just airmailing it to a guy who's got like fifty feet of clear space. I thought it was one of the most ridiculous play calls I've maybe ever seen in Celtics basketball. I yeah. thought it was a decision that. You know, lesser head coaches like Brett Brown, if that was a series deciding call, you get fired for doing something like that. And my only issue, and I agree, the refs have been terrible. I'm, I'm the biggest, you know, Daniel Tyus, Mr. Slanderer, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> that guy hasn't been getting a fair break, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. That guy is in foul trouble the first five minutes of every game. Some of them are stupid because he, he, he is really bad at guarding the smaller guys, but there have a lot. There've been a lot of calls. Like the one that really got me was when um, Kyle Lowry was like driving, and then Tyus is like cutting off his his lane on the baseline, and then they called him for a foul on that one. But yeah, that was that play call was terrible. I had no idea what his thought process was, and as bad as the refs have been, had you done. Your job as as head coach, that series would have been over a long time ago. And that's what bothers me the most, is that he put his guys in a much worse position. Kemba got absolutely exploited that final stretch of, like, games, like, five, six, and seven. Six and seven, he had practically no business being out on the floor. He wasn't contributing in any way, shape, or form. The second unit got exploited really bad of, like, Grant Williams, Wanamaker, Semi Ojale getting 10 minutes in the game that he doesn't even deserve. So, yeah, that's that's my reaction in a nutshell. Yeah, my reaction was, well, as I was watching that last play in, um, was it game four, game five? The game, I forget what game it was. But the, the buzzer beater, the OG buzzer beater. I was, I was watching or the inbound. Game three. Okay. I was watching the inbound and like I saw the pass and then I'm like I'm following the ball with my eyes and then I'm like, huh? Why is he wide open? Why is OG wide open? And then Jalen Brown Jalen Brown recovered a lot of ground. Um and yeah, then they slow mode it. Yeah, he covered a lot of ground. You saw but, his hand. Yeah, his yeah. hand was real close to it. Yeah. So just I like like you said, Chris. Like I, I was just sitting there and I was just quiet and I'm like, come on, like really? I was like, come on. And then I rewatched it and then I saw OG was originally by Tatum, but then he ran across and I think I saw Tatum point over. I don't know if he's telling Brown to watch him or I, I assume he's telling Brown to watch him, but uh, Brown stays with Gasol. And like you said, Gio, like you're not worried about Gasol. Gasol's not athletic, so he's not catching the lob. <laughs> you have a pass prime, Mark Gasol, on the inside free throw line range. Come on. Yeah. And adding Taco wasn't a bad idea, but 
how effective it was um, in that kind of gym where I was gonna say that yeah like there's no yeah. crowd so he how Lowry has like five feet of space behind and and, the line. and they allowed him to move around yes exactly like he, he was able to back up yeah so that, that didn't necessarily help it didn't hurt but it didn't help um so yeah bad call I don't know what Stevens was trying to do with that zone or whatever you want to call it um, but but yeah, the series did go on for too long, and the momentum shifted to the Raptors. They were actually hitting their shots. Yes, the refs were sort of siding with them uh, a bit. Um, and Kemba was struggling. Brown was up and down. Um, Tatum was was a little careless with the ball late in games, in like six and seven. Um, but I was glad that we pulled it out and was able to get the win. I, it was just relief. You could see Tatum. He was just like, woo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm glad we got this win. And I'm, you know, ready for Miami. My issue with game – what game was it? Game six? Yeah. My issue with game six is Kemba's like two of maybe eight on the night in that final shot. Why isn't Tatum taking that shot? I didn't understand that. Uh, and, he scored. Huh? He scored five points in 50 minutes, 49 minutes. Yeah. Game six? Yep. Yeah. And he was actually uh, he was actually two of 12 when he was taking that shot. Just to. Yeah, he had yeah. no business taking that shot in that possession. Um, I think Tatum needs to be more aggressive in demanding the ball. You saw it in game seven in the fourth quarter at one point where Marcus Smart literally yelled at Kemba Walker to give him the ball, to give it to Tatum, (laughs) to take advantage of something the Celtics did not take advantage of a lot, which killed them, the Van Fleet on Tatum matchup, which I didn't understand because every time Van Fleet was guarded by Tyus, he was cooking him, and it was just easy layup inside the basket. Nobody stepped up to help him. Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Um, mm-hmm. And another thing that really peed me off, like Brad Stevens coached a bad series when you look at games three and beyond. Every time guys were in foul trouble, you can see it in every game. Gasol was in foul trouble at one point in one of the games, fourth quarter with five fouls. Kyle Lowry fouled himself out. That was not on the Celtics. Um, Siakam, damn near every game, was in foul trouble and yeah. you're not taking mm-hmm. advantage of it. But what happens when, when, when Tyus is in foul trouble? The Raptors instantly attack that. Nick Nurse instantly goes after that. I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, I noticed like, that with Siakam and Brown a lot. Every time Brown would get, you know, four or five fouls, they would, you know, wait a minute before Brad took him out, and you would see Siakam just go at him because Brown wasn't going to give, you know, 100% defense, and he would just yeah. body him down in the paint. I don't understand how you don't take advantage of that against – Especially Kyle Lowry, who was killing you. He was, oh, man, he was working Kemba. Even Van Fleet. Van Fleet would get the ball in the perimeter and post Kemba and muscle him all the way from the three-point line inside, which I didn't know he was that strong, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy because they're the same height. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the frame is – I did not know the size difference was that massive. Mm -hmm. And with the whole ref situation – with the whole ref situation, I would say only game uh I would say only game six, like yeah, you get the normal calls, but six was the one the one that really 
Yeah. Um, because they they missed they missed uh, what was it? A foul on Kemba that would have ended the game, mm-hmm. and then they missed uh, a travel that Kyle Lowry took to the to the bucket, or they missed no, they missed another foul or a, a travel call in like the last two seconds of the first OT which would have given us possession or something. So they, that, that, that game really – but other than that, I think the series was was pretty fair. I think the refs have in general all around been really bad in this bubble. And Oh, yeah, to every team. Every team's seen it. <laughs> and it's turning into like a baseball thing where every single play, it's like, was that malicious? Did he, did he have a weapon <laughs> on him? Let's go back to the replay room and let's take 10 minutes to review a two-second video on loop. It's so – it makes – it so annoying. It slows the game down so much. But we didn't go to the replay room for malicious intent when uh, this man, uh, Dan Tyscott, uh, karate kid in like the face. sweet chin music, <laughs> Shawn Michaels yeah, style. Yeah, Shawn Michaels would have been proud of that, that move. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can we Dice talk about took a beating in that oh. series? He took a beating. Sorry, can we talk about that call in game six where Tatum was driving to the basket, he was fouled, and then he or he shoulder or accidentally shouldered um I forget which player it was, someone on the Raptors, and they called it a technical foul. Mm, mm, better was, yet. Was it Not, was it this series or the last series against Philly where he like threw his fist in the air in frustration and then they called him for a tech? Yeah, that was, that the, was against Philly. Philly. Yeah, like what? I didn't but, even but know that, that no, thing. no, I'm I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent with. I, I'm not saying that that's a good like that. I think that's a stupid thing to give people a technical for. But fairness of refs that I've been watching all the games. Anytime anyone does that. Besides LeBron, because I've seen LeBron do it a million times in the series, and he never gets called. But every other player, that that fist throw or like the the SWAT hand mm-hmm. kind of thing they do, like like to oh sh- never mind, yeah. like that kind of thing, it gets called technical every single time. Didn't Porzingis get kicked so, out for that? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, in that series, the game one, he got kicked out for that arms. Like like that that move has been very across the board, giving people tease. Like I said, LeBron did it like six times the other night after he ran onto the court and screamed in the ref's face. Mm-hmm. They won't call it against him, though, but that's because he's different. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add on this series before we, we get into a little Miami talk? Oh, I, I also um, – Oh, go ahead. Oh, keep going. Yeah. Let's keep but, going. No, 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 you oh, got it. I, I, had you got I had an issue with how Brad approached the box in one, and we struggled tremendously when they played the box and one and and like we had open shots in the corner no one could hit them and I was just mad how Tatum would try to attack from the top of the key knowing that there's literally three defenders right there and he's trying to split um them so I we we struggled um our offense was awful and the Raptors clamped us up and they went on runs. That's how they're able to come back in this series. How about those times where Tatum would be open top of the key, which is his hot spot. Van Fleet would be the one closing out, and then he'd pump fake, try to drive, and get picked. 
Oh, you talking about game seven or six? I, 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 think I remember was... that. Game six and seven. Yeah, he, 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 oh, he got the stripped saw, a lot. The no, he did get one time too. Yeah. Which I was. He like, was getting oh. in game seven. He was doing a lot of like between the leg dribbles that he normally does, but in, instead of pulling up, like usually he'll do like I don't know four between the leg dribbles, and then he'll do a side step three. But in game seven, he was like top of the key, like dribbling out the clock a bunch of times, and he got he got turnovers like dribbled like, off his four times. Too. And I was like, yeah, I saw. Yep, that that backcourt. Yeah, I saw that. And there were several times but, where he cleanly get in the paint. He'd be in position to take a floater, but instead elect to kick it out to Jalen Brown to miss his like fiftieth corner three of the game. <laughs> it was insane to me that Jalen Brown essentially turned himself into semi Ojale on several like stretches where he would just literally sit in the corner and do nothing else but shoot. And he couldn't hit some. Speaking of semi, uh... no, he couldn't. Semi, 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 semi hit a couple when he was in there. The couple games he played. Yeah, he was knocking him down. A, even a blind squirrel is going to find an acorn every now and then. <laughs> Grant hit a couple, two in the right corner, which I was. Grant's been happy. Grant's been making threes for both series. Grant's career got saved in Game Seven. Yeah, oh. but we're not going to talk about how he. We're not going to give him the block on Van Fleet because he definitely he definitely touched that ball. I'm just saying. He did. I. I mean, I didn't think that shot was going in anyway, but I'll give him that credit. But you got it. You you can't miss both free throws in that position. Yeah. You have to knock one down. I was like, oh no. He knows though. He knows. He said to himself. He said. He said Tatum saved my career. And that's what he tweeted. The bigger picture. This is what bothers me. Is I think since the big three. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go that far. Since the big three era, Danny Ainge has never invested in the bench. That Celtics bench is my biggest concern heading into the future series and. You know, if we get past Miami heading into the finals, that bench scares the crap out of me. That's fair. But that, I, that's fair. I, I feel that. Because Brad Wanamaker can come in and score 15 points like he did the other night. But then other games, and I would say more than more like so than not. Turnovers. It's one of those two. Yeah. And he, or he'll like, yeah. So, but also, Gordon Hayward's going to be back for the Miami series. Yeah. So that means that. Smart is going to the bench, which could be a good thing. I feel like you got to start smart. I don't know. My thing with Gordon Hayward is every report's coming out where Brad is quote-unquote confident. And it's like, no, I want Brad to come out and say <laughs> it's a guarantee he's going to be in their game one. He's all good. There's no confident. There's no let's, let's wait it out the first two games. I need Hayward on that floor in game one to feel good. Yeah, someone – You want the Chuck, you want the Chuck guarantee? I want the – no, no, uh, no, 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 no. no, no. I guarantee it. <laughs> I want the Bill Russell guarantee. Chuck can, he said, can he said, stick to going his Wawa runs and getting his glazed honey buns. I don't hear <laughs> now it's 3-3 three, three in that series, but we'll talk about that later. The Chuck guarantee. He said, I guarantee. Uh, give me another one. Churros and hanging out with San Antonio women. <laughs> no, I don't want no Chuck guarantee. That's, that's, mm-mm. No, I don't want any pyramid scheme type of stuff. But no, I mean, defensive matchups is what I feel good about when you look at that that Miami team. Because you're going to put Smart on Jimmy Butler, I assume. Then that opens the opportunity to put guys like, say, maybe Brown on Hero. And then, you know, you can easily neutralize Duncan Robinson. But my big issue is... Who are you going to start at the center position to try and like go
go head to head with Bam. Wow, we got one guy, and that's uh, Daniel Tice. Do you want to put Daniel Thias on Bam? No, I don't want to, but that's our option right now. That's my. That's my. <laughs> where Where is Cantor? Why has he only played like ten seconds in the final like four games of that Toronto series? Because he's not a because defender. My boy came in and pulled up. My boy showed up this series. I can't believe no one said his name yet. Robert Williams. Thank you. What have I been saying for the last two years, Robert? You lived with me for two <laughs> yeah. years. Who have I been hyping? Give this guy Who showed some up? minutes. <laughs> Who showed up? Robert Williams. And I'm, I'm, I'm the, and I'm the biggest critic. I'll criticize the hell out of him because I, I think he can be good. Every time the someone will pump fake and this man would be laying on top of the back. Do you criticize him because you had a scheduled phone call with him and he didn't get back to you until four hours later? You know, I'm gonna let that one go. <laughs> you know, we all make mistakes, but um. Time Lord is here. He's not falling for those pump fakes. He's not getting fouls every two seconds. He's reading the floor so much better, looking like a different player. Still got a lot of work to do, but he did make a jump. I'm starting to believe you're going to have to put Williams in there to start the game. I'm I'm not against that. I don't think you can leave but- Daniel out to dr- – Daniel 6-8. Did you see what Bam was doing to Giannis? He was locking him up, but I mean, he was if, bodying him. We're not, if he could, if you could, tight. if you could put Daniel as a power forward, well, it depends who you, who are they playing. You said start him at the power forward. No, 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 no. I'm saying if you could play him, it's the same. It's the same thing as the Al Horford debate. If if you could play him at power forward instead of center, and you had a dominant center, imagine imagine the second unit being like Marcus oh, yeah. Smart well, at point, Danny Daniel Tice at. For five million, he had he had the dominant muscle man center that he gave to Phoenix, who became the Splash Brother Apostle. <laughs> I don't. That was also confusing. Also, talking about the draft real quick, I was reading something the other day from Danny Ainge, and they were like dead set on Tyler Hero, but they lost a coin flip. One of my one of my boys was telling me that they lost since they had the tiebreaker with Miami mm-hmm. for the draft pick, mm-hmm. they lost the coin flip, and that gave them the fourteenth. And Miami took the 13th, but they were going to draft Tyler Hero. He's developed very, very well. Oh yeah. That boy. I'm also sure. frustrated Brian that was telling me got, that. Like, no time. No time. By no time. You mean no time. time. You gave. Granted, Wanamaker earned it for his like first two to three games. Wanamaker got a lot of time. Grant Williams got a lot of time. Langford did not see a second on that floor. No, he. He showed up in the uh, Philly series, but he didn't. I think yeah, he might have been Philly in series maybe. was over after after the tip off of game yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think he was in for maybe one or two possessions in that series, in the Raptors series. Maybe. Yeah, the, there was the one where we were. It might have been game two where we were just straight blowing them out, and then he took all the starters out and just yeah. threw Carson. Uh, what's his name? Edwards was in. I was gonna say Carson Wentz. Carson <laughs> Edwards was in there. All those guys were in there. Tremont, did you oh, did you see how Tremont Waters got disrespected? And I want to. Did, did you did who remembers what they said in that that second game about Tremont Waters? I think all I remember is that pass to Grant for the corner splash, but I don't remember. What they you said. didn't you didn't catch it. So the announcers, I probably not. The announcers were saying, and and here comes you know Tremont Waters, who you know it's a special thing that. Even if you don't, you know, make a career in this league, how many people can say they were in an NBA playoff? 
That's foul. They said that word for word about Tremont Waters. Now, wow. The disrespect on live television to just throw that out there. You're pretty much just saying, yeah, that's the one guy on the floor that two years from now he's he's not going to be in the league. I, don't know. So, I just don't know how people weren't going off on Twitter. I mean, granted, it's going to be really difficult for him to find any sense of like longevity in the sport, but to throw that out there like just out of random was unbelievable to me. Yeah, I don't think I caught that. Ugh. All right, Miami series predictions, expectations. How are we feeling heading into the series? It's our third time in four years going to the Eastern Conference Finals with a shot at the finals. We struck out three times. Fourth time's a charm. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, I think we can win in six. Um, they definitely. It's a it's a good matchup, you know. Um, they're a very good defensive team. They're long. Um, but. I think it's going to be low scoring, especially if if we're struggling a bit because I'm hoping Kemba resurrects. Yeah, that he can get his rhythm going again um, because back in that Raptors series, <laughs> I was starting to think, I was like, was Kendrick Perkins correct? Because I remember a couple months ago, he was like, he was like, you know, Raptors going to the, to the finals or whatever, something like that. And that like, you know, especially with Kemba now with his injury, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but I'm hoping Kemba can shoot better. Yeah, in the beginning of the play. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was no, there. I'll get you finish sense and I'll go in on perks real quick. But yeah, I'll finish. get a little perk thing after Chris, too. Yeah, so I was saying that I'm hoping go ahead, finish Kemba can shoot better. I'm hoping that Hayward can revitalize <laughs> or boost our bench. Um, because the Raptors were able to go on runs once, you know, Tatum sat or Brown sat down. So I'm hoping that our bench is a lot better this series. Mm. But it's it's, it's going to be close. I don't think it's – I think each game will be pretty close down the wire. I have a perk theory, but I'll let Chris get his uh, his little perk ran in there. Get in there. Get in there, Chris. Um, real quick, first of all, NBC Sports Boston – how dare you? How dare you do my girl Abby Chen like that? I, I forgot about that. If I ever that. see any of you in, in person, if I ever see any of you in person, I'm running the hands off rip because you can't. That's just, anyways. So I'll move on, but just had to say that my girl Abby, they did her so dirty. Like she's Abby not the Chen. best one out there. Facts. But um, yeah, NBC Sports Boston, watch yourself. She's been here since the Christmas uh, days. Yeah, facts. And uh, second off, Perk, man, he is such a flip-flopper. I can't even deal with him. <laughs> All season he was saying Toronto, 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 Toronto. And I will give him – the league has looked down on Toronto this year for, you know, regular seasons, like underlooking them because Kawhi left. And, you know, they were like, they're not going to do much. And they, they came out and played. And he, so I gave him that for hyping them up. But he said they were going to the finals. And he said they had a chance at the finals again. And then during this season, we win games. We, the start of the series, he says, I got Toronto. I'm like, all right, sticking with yourself, not flipping. Like, I respect it. 
we win two games in a row, go on to game three. And he's like, I shouldn't have disrespected my boy Jalen like that. I shouldn't, have, you know, C's all the way. You know, I, I, I changed my mind. C's got it. We lose game three by the buzzer beater. Game four comes around. He says, you know what? I'm a stubborn guy. I got Toronto. <laughs> I saw that video. And then Toronto wins a couple more. And now he's back on the Celtics hype. Nah, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you flip flop back and forth between game to game, talking about who's going. Nah, I'm all set. All right, I have a Kendrick Perkins theory. So, you see how he's always moody in like every TV appearance he does, whether it's first take or the jump with um, Paul Pierce and uh, Rachel Nichols. You ever notice how real that's, moody he's that's been? Actually. That's facts. He's always coming at Kyle Draper, too, like, aggressively. I think what's happening, or what has happened, is Kendrick Perkins' son spent all his NBA money on Fortnite V-Bucks. <laughs> and now Kendrick has to do these TV appearances to pay the bills because he's in real financial trouble. That's my theory. That's a, Remember last year, Kendrick was, was on, like, first take, and he's smiling, and he's like, oh, I can't control my son. He's spending all this, this money on V-Bucks. I think he spent the limit. I think he you tried to enter it in. He tried to get the Batman skin or whatever the heck the latest skin is. And then it was like, nope. <laughs> Who was the – there was a player that called him out. Who was it again? They called him out for – Oh, my God. So many players. Was it KD? I think KD's he, he, gone into every Yeah, KD. That's what it was, KD. Because he, he talks so much on Twitter, Um, Kyle – or uh, Kendrick. He, he's always saying something on Twitter. He's too old to be on Twitter like that. Yeah, you heard about the Isaiah Thomas stuff on Twitter? Oh, he's bringing out the um, I the eye emojis with the green clovers. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't. Yeah, I saw. Um, not that that means anything. It's just him talk. He's been saying stuff all year, but um, Jamal, you know, Jay Crossover, bro, was saying, um, "We got, we got, we got to make this happen." Isaiah belongs with the C's. We, next season, we got to make the. I'm gonna make sure this happens. And I was like, interesting. I would have really loved to see Jamal. Even it, like there's so many options for 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 bench veterans. Like Jamal's last game before he went to like the straight dark zone of free agency for like a hundred plus months or whatever the heck he sat in there for. I forgot what the stat was. They were like in thirty plus minutes on the floor. He averaged like the equivalent of twenty seven points a game. It was one of like the best seasons of his career, and he's like damn near 40 years old over there in Phoenix. I don't get how he sits there in free agency. And Danny Ainge's approach for the bench for every season since the Big Three era, which to me, I don't know if it speaks to his, le- his you know level of confidence or lack thereof for where the Celtics can go in a playoff run, is to always draft rookies that you know don't belong in the playoffs because they're way too inexperienced. And then sign someone overseas who, you know, no one's going to know who the hell he is two years from now, <laughs> Vincent Poirier. And that's his, that's his plan every single year for constructing a bench. That's the Danny Ainge blueprint. It frustrates me. You had Andre Iguodala sitting there. You had Jamal Crawford. Every single year, there's someone you can bring for the vet minimum, but you never do it. Yeah, we, we need um bench up. I'm looking at free agents right now and uh yeah you are danny isn't <laughs> i'm looking 
I wouldn't mind a uh, Mason Plumley. Um, of course you wouldn't. I'm looking. I'm trying to look you at. You would pick a Duke. You no, would pick bro, a Duke I'm guy. Scrolling first. Him, bro. I'm looking through through. Mason Plumley. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. But like, I feel we need a we what? need a big man, Tatum, a legitimate. Knows who isn't enough for you? Hmm? Who? Semi. Adam and Semi Ojule. Semi needs to the go. Duke boys. Semi needs to go. Uh, yeah, Semi can go. Mm. He's Semi a free agent anyway. Please, Semi is is he? Yeah. I'm gonna celebrate the day he's gone. There's club option. Don't see. pick it up. Yeah, don't. Pick. <laughs> yeah, so is a uh, Wanamaker too. Um, I don't mind him, but yeah, I feel you. What you, what, I see what you mean. With Danny dude, look H. at that 2008 bench. Celtics bench. We had like Poe, Eddie House, Posey. Like now, you're stuck with a bunch of Scalabrinis. <laughs> no, that's not a shot at Scalabrini. That's my guy, but we all know what we know. Yeah, could be better. No, dude, the bench stinks. It's like you gotta play, you gotta run those 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 starters forty plus minutes a night, every single night. That's gonna kill you. That's why it was so crucial for you to 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 cap off the Raptors in four or five, not take it to seven, so you can rest these guys' legs. But Avery yeah. Bradley, he's on a player option, but no, thank you. No, you don't want Avery Bradley. No, I don't. I'll take him coming off the bench. He's been one of the worst offensive players statistically for the past, like, four years. Keep him in L.A. <laughs> Let's see. Not a fan of his jump shot. E.J. Augustine. I like him. There's some players out here. Um, ooh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's a free agent. Restricted, though. That'd be a hot selling jersey. I mean, yeah, I don't crap. know. We'll, we'll see how, how we do this year. Um, but, yeah, we, we definitely got exposed when our bench was out. To wrap this series. All right, let's wrap this up by getting in our final Celtics-Miami Heat. Outcome predictions. What? Who's winning it? And it's going to be in what? I mean, we're all probably going to go the same route. But how many games is the series going? Let's go, Rob, Chris, and me. I said six. I see Celtics winning in six. Um, I think every game will be close, or nearly every game. But um, I just feel like we have a lot more weapons down the stretch. Of who can close? We got Kemba. We got Tatum. Even smart. I hope we have Kemba. <laughs> so. Uh, I feel like we, we our team, I feel like offensively is better. So, I go Celtics. Right, you got Boston 6. Chris, what do you got? I got Boston 7, actually. Ooh. I think we're going all the way in this one. I do, and I think we're going to be down in the series first. First game? If not the first two. Okay. Wow. I'm agreeing. That's, that's how I uh... – Oh, go finish your thought. No, I, I, I think I think I don't know. I think the series is ours, but I don't know. I think it could be a fight. I think it could surprise you. And I'm not that worried about Bam. I think you know, Bam was an All Star this year, right? I believe yeah, so. he was. Yeah, 
I'm not. I don't know. I I know he's a good player, and I respect that he's an all star and all that stuff. But I don't. I think he's one of those players that you could shut down in a series, and then you, you know see who can. My big thing is, you got to lock down Jason and um, Jalen, and they don't got people that can do lock down both. You got to pick mm-hmm. one, and at any time the other one can go off. So that's where I'm going to give the series to the Celtics. But I think it's going to be a stretched out series. I'm going to go Boston so, six as well. I think we have. I think we're the superiorly, vastly more talented team. I think Brad Stevens is going to need to be a lot more aggressive. Coaching wise, with pulling certain guys out, not in certain 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 guys in, actually utilizing his challenge, um, and yeah, like you said, defensively they're gonna have it's gonna be really hard for them to you know combat the duo of JT and JB. I think we're gonna do a good job defensively when you can have Marcus Smart and Jimmy Butler, which opens up a lot of options to neutralize their other weapons. My only big concern is Bam physically because I don't know if Brad would pull the trigger in starting um, Robert Williams opposed to Daniel Thias. But ultimately, I think we're going to take this series in six. I'm very confident in that. And, yeah, that's my final thought. Anything else you, you guys want to get in? Man huh? you, love calling, you love calling this man Thias. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's up for debate, but. That can be another podcast. Unless another banner goes up there, that's his name. <laughs> All right. All right. You put some respect on his name when we win? Oh, yeah. You got to earn that. Yeah? yeah? All right. All right. Bet. Bet. I respect that. Bet. We win for – let's, let's do this. I'll say this right here on the on the podcast, Waves. Celtics go all the way. I will make Daniel Tice my profile picture for a whole month on Twitter. I'm down for that. Can, can we pick the month? <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you two do, I'll let you two decide the month we'll do that great perfect that's that alright bet well now we need to win it yo Celtics in four versus Miami Celtics in four versus the Lakers or the Nuggets because I got the Clippers running out of time to, you guys get to pick the picture do whatever you want I'll, I'll put it out there and it'll be a whole straight month I'll keep it up there all right, we're okay. Good. I got some Photoshop going on in my mind that we can get. <laughs> All right, boys. All right, boys. Thank you, two gentlemen, for joining me on the podcast. You guys already know where to follow these two. They'll be tagged in the link on Twitter, which will go up in a few hours. You already know where to find world famous Rob Jot and <laughs> Sports Molly. So, yeah. Wait, wait. I got an announcement. Got an announcement. Yeah, you got no more sports molly. No more sports molly. Oh, yep. I'm keeping it. The, the just the just the basic. Just the basic. Flip back. Yeah, just Chris Molly, bro. Chris molly. Back to my basic All right. Twitter. All right. Well, that's 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 the molly bomb that just dropped. Yep, Chris Molly twenty five at molly Chris twenty five, and you already know Rob Johnson. He's 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 the most infamous sports slash music blogger. Lady Killer. <laughs> All right. Finest. <laughs> all right we will see we will meet back for week two or maybe even slide a little you know midweek podcast reaction depends on how epic this series goes against miami but i will see you boys when i see you